Hey guys, welcome back to Hooked, the podcast from Eco Fishing Shop, Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri. Travis Randall, my boy Jonathan. Yes, sir, man. Kayaks Anglers Resource. It's kind of a mouthful, but that's what we're trying to be here. That's what we want to be here. Absolutely. Today, guys, we want to talk a little bit about a new angler or or just being new to a kayak. Uh, how to make your decision, buying decision. Uh, we just want to kind of go over that. Uh, you know, you some of your seasoned anglers or kayakers kind of have an idea, but the sport's growing, growing, boys. So we want to make sure that, uh, you know, we help you make the right choice um, and, are, and are an absolute resource to the angler. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of questions, uh, especially buying your first kayak. Um, things to think about when you're going into it before you get to the shop. Um, of course, there's unlimited amounts of research uh, that you can do between YouTube and, and uh manufacturers pages and, and all that information there but really it comes down to the angler absolutely and you know in each of us I, I notice when we're talking to customers or friends you know we have we have different ways to get into the same end really I mean we're all looking for uh, you know whether it be body of water or budget or or uh, you know what you're fishing for or what size person it is you know all the questions are are, are, are kind of go back to the same thing and that's just finding something that that just suits you and uh, and works for your application yeah so there's like if if, an, if a kayak angler or a, a guy buying a kayak came in today um, typically one of the first things we ask them is what body of water are you fishing are you fishing rivers are you fishing mainly lakes do you want to be able to fish both um, really that's that's one of the biggest questions that you probably should ask yourself when you're starting to buy a kayak Absolutely. And then, and then you also have to filter through personal opinion versus, you know, what you like. That's why one thing that I do a lot is, I'm, especially say on accessories, someone has asked me, you know, what do, what do I need? I'm like, get it on the water. Figure, you know, you're, you're going to know that once you get on the water and you realize that, hey, I wish this was here and that was there. You know, um, that's kind of the big thing is just getting out and trying what works for somebody else may not work for you. I know a lot of times uh, when you get somebody in here looking um, for something for the river and they want to know what's the best drive system for the river, personally, zero. For me, I don't like a pedal drive or a motor in the river. Be, and, and most likely it's because of the bodies of water that I'm in. I, I don't want to tote it. So um, that may not be what everybody likes. So, you know, you, you can use a PDL or a fin drive or, or whatever in the river. Uh, so you really got to filter through just personal opinion as well. Yeah, and that's my next kind of, you know, thought process is, you know, we want to know what they're fishing. Um, but we also want to know how they're going to, you know, you know, are they going to paddle that boat? Do they want a motor? Do they want to drive with, you know, a pedal drive, whether that's fin or a prop style? Um, a lot of that comes down to personal preference. Um, I know fishing big lakes, I would much, you know, rather have a motor on the front or just in the kayak in general. Um, a, a lot of these bigger lakes, especially fishing tournaments, you want to make some of those runs that guys that are, are paddling don't run or those guys that are pedaling maybe not, may not want to go that far from, you know, the ramp that you've picked. You know, a lot of that factors into how you've, you know, pre-fished or if you got to pre-fished or your map study and all that. But my preferred way, and, and maybe that'll change with me just getting that topwater PDL, I really like having a motor on the front of it. Yeah, and, and as we said in episode one, guys, and if you're new to us, that's awesome. Thank you for watching. But um, 
you know, I am more of a uh, of a recreational angler. I enjoy getting out there with my my adult kids and and uh, friends. Uh, Jonathan is more of a big water tournament angler, and he, he does both. But but his his equipment needs to be suited for the big water that he goes on. Personally, I'm in a an Old Town Sportsman MK106. I absolutely love it because I can go get on that big water with my motor, run around, but then I can also take that motor out, throw the hatch cover in, and I can go jump on on a small river or creek, and that boat's just fine for me. So, yeah, it's absolutely suited to what body of water, but then also, you know, some people need versatility. You know, we've sold some big boats to guys that are like, it's going to stay in my boat dock. So I would never think that that would be the, the best boat for that guy, but if he's going to leave it there all the time, at Lake of the Ozarks, you might as well get a get the biggest, you know, something that'll cut water and, and, and be as stable as possible. Yeah, handling that big water is, is completely different, it's, you know, and that's where, you know, size plays into that, you know, not only transporting it but storing it. Um, but, you know, a, a longer kayak's going to gonna paddle or pedal better. It's going to track better in the water. Um, where a shorter, wider boat, we may have more stability. Um, you know, the benefit of us doing specifically fishing kayaks is our platforms from top to bottom are going to be more stable than any recreational specific kayak. So, you know, if you're getting into it and maybe you're not fishing, but you still want a more stable kayak, I think, we, you know, top to bottom, there's something that we can offer. Um, and that kind of, you know, what's your next thought process is, is, you know, what's your budget? You know, is there a budget? Is it sky's the limit? Or, hey, man, I've got, you know, X amount of dollars and I want to stick around there and, and this is what I'm looking for. And that kind of plays into that as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of these things, guys, are, are things that, you know, whether you come into Eco Fishing Shop or your local kayak shop, um, these are things that we hope that the guy asks you, or guy or girl asks you. But these are things that you need to think about. When you walk in that door, the first thing you think of is what body of water, what price range do I want to be in, um, and, and just kind of see what fits that's in, in those two things, and then you can start paring down, uh, really fine-tuning it after you figure out, okay, this is going to fish the body of waters that I want. This is definitely in my price range. Here's three boats. Now, the beauty of what we do here is, we load those three boats up, take you to the water, and you get to test them out. That Not all kayak shops have the ability to do that. Um, uh, but hopefully you get a chance to do that. Um, but then I, I think that you really need to look at uh, uh, just which kayak actually fits your body type at that point. After you find out what fits in your budget, what fits in uh, you know the body water, then all of a sudden now it's comfort. Now you really got to find out, okay, I'm a long-legged guy. I'm not a long-legged guy, <laughs> but, you know, I, I like my 106 because it's it's about, you know, it fits me perfectly. Um, also really like the fact that I can load and unload it a little easier. But, um, but yeah, everything I can reach, I can move, but I'm not a PDL guy uh, or, or a pedal drive guy at all. And I think that when you start talking about, like, a pedaling, uh, a pedal kayak, you really need to make sure that that, that thing is perfect for your body type yeah there's uh definitely you know not necessarily customization but more of a comfort deal uh, most of these pedal kayaks you know that you can adjust the length where the sit, seat sits on the kayak that way you can fine tune that um, but there are some pedal drive kayaks that overall the drive sits closer to the seat and that may not be comfortable for a guy that's 6'2 
and, you know, pedaling that kayak. Um, it's something to think. You know, the other thing you want to think about is, is what's a priority to you? Um, there's plenty of bo- boats that have dry storage. Some of them don't have dry storage. You know, look at um, how much you plan on taking with you. Is it just a, a day trip that you're usually going to go on? Do you really need a bunch of room for tackle or rods or, or uh, you know, dry bags or different stuff like that? Um, you know, once you get past those initial first questions, then you really want to dial it in as far as, do I need a dry hatch? Do I need to hatch at all? Do I need, uh, do I need a pedal drive? Do I need a motor? Um, there's plenty of stuff that you, you, you know, you probably want to think about before you just go and pull the trigger on a kayak. Absolutely. We had a gentleman in here that bought a pedal drive kayak, um, and he took it to the water. He brought it back. We were able to exchange it because literally when we tried to fine tune it, uh, and I wished he would have done a demo first, but when he tried to fine tune it, it was just that the stroke was right in the middle of him being able to be fully extended and not, and it just wore his knees out. He just, he didn't like the feeling of it. We were able to find him a different boat that really was, he could, he just really felt comfortable in. So yeah, I, I think you just fine tuning that, finding what's suited to you as far as um, accessories. Uh, some people want a power pole, some people don't want a power pole. So you need to find out if the kayak you have has the ability to mount that power pole. So kind of after you do those three things, now you kind of move into the accessories. And, the, you know, the accessories aren't just about buying accessories. The kayak you pick needs to suit, be suited to that because as we spoke about before with, with your uh, Lure 13.5, there's not a place to mount a power pole on that. Mm-mm. So that could be part of your kayak decision when you're buying one. If, if you're a river guy and you know, this is, you know, this is the only electric part that's going to be on my kayak, then you need to make sure it has the mounts or you're going to be spending extra money to get all that mounted. Correct. You know, there's other things to think about as, you know, as far as accessories and what you want to do next to. Um, easy ones to start with, you know, a paddle, a life jacket, a rod holder, um, little stuff like that. Um, some of the bigger stuff that you may want to start thinking about is, is uh, transportation. Are, are you able to throw it in your truck? Do you have to car top it? Um, are you wanting a trailer and, you know, to haul maybe one or two kayaks, um, just little stuff like that would make your, you know, when you, when you're getting into this, when you're getting ready for this to pull this trigger on a kayak that you're kind of thinking about that stuff, you know, what, what maintenance do we have on a drive? If you get a drive, what maintenance do you have on a motor? If you go that route, um, other stuff like that, you know, there's, there's some must haves and, and got to haves. And I, and I would say that would be a life jacket and a paddle. I don't think, uh, you know, everything else is kind of what you want and how you want to set up that kayak. Yeah. We get people all the time that are getting either a PDL or a motorized kayak and they say, well, I don't need a paddle <laughs> boys and girls get you a paddle. Yeah. No matter what yeah. batteries only last so long. And, uh, those drives are not completely bulletproof. I mean, if you ever have a problem, the paddle's good, even if it's just for pushing off or, or whatever you need to do. But, um, yeah, you definitely, your PFD is, you you know, if you need a PFD and you don't have one, it's too late. Correct. So get a PFD, wear your PFD. Um, we push that big here at eco fishing shop and just as anglers, um, you know, guys, I was not good at wearing a PFD. I actually got a, an NRS Chinook. I actually used the pockets and made it part of my tackle box, basically, just like I do my turkey vest uh, for turkey season. And now all of a sudden, I can't go fishing without my vest on because I know where everything is in my vest. So do some things like that, but, but definitely don't skimp on that. Uh, make sure you have a good PFD. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're better off buying a lesser kayak and buying a nicer paddle or life jacket than you are to spend more on a kayak and just get a cheap, cheap life jacket or paddle. Um, you, you know, like Travis said, you don't need it until you need it. You know, Robbie Brewer, Table Rock this year, one of our pro staff guys, um, he hooked up a, a battery and he was having some battery issues. And, you know, he had a paddle, you know, quite a ways to get back to the ramp. And, and that, that makes a, a tournament or just a day on the water um, from a, a decent one or a great one to, you know, oh, crap, like what am I going to do now? Um, but those, those, those few things is, is where to start. And, you know, we get questions like what paddle to use, and, and it's different from every person. It's different for every boat. You know, if you get a, a Jackson Gnar, you're going to want a really wide paddle where if you get a, you know, Old Town Loon, you're going to need a, a smaller paddle. Um, it's all it's all you know personal preference as much as it is you know what equipment you're using. Yeah, and it's also you know like you said the big town uh, or the old town excuse me big water. You know it's a very high seat, so paddle length is going to matter. You know uh, you want to make sure you're touching the water. So yeah, you can you can definitely do that. And then there's also things like paddle leashes and lanyards and and thing like things like that, especially if if uh, one thing I wish that I would have known, when you first start doing tournaments, you start buying those things after you lost things. <laughs> and that's something I would, I would get ahead of. Uh, your catch board, you lose it, your tournament's over. So, you know, get a lanyard for that. Uh, uh, same thing with your phone. Um, little things like that. If you're going to go into those tournament things, there's things like that that really can make a difference and, and, and either make or break you. Um, and ruin a trip or make it a great trip. I mean, even on just a recreational day on the water, you know, if you've got, you know, videos and pictures and stuff that you took while on the water and you want to save those memories, you know, maybe your kid's going out in the first time and it was awesome. If you lose your phone, that, I mean, that's, that's just, it sucks. It's, it's nothing else. Um, but anything, you know, your paddle, your rods, your, anything you don't want to lose, you should probably leash it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, talking about safety as far as life jacket and paddle, um, a flag, a uh, you know, whether it's a, a, a rail blazer flag or a, uh, you know, a yak attack one, um, it just helps you be more visible on the water. You know, Lake of the Ozarks, you're crazy not to go out with a flag because that lake is busy. And unfortunately, not everybody knows correct, you know, boat etiquette. It's, it's one way to keep your, your family, yourself, um, anyone safe on the water. At least it gives them something that they can see. They may not see your kayak, um, but they hopefully they'd see that flag or that light that you have set up on there. Absolutely. Another kind of safety thing that I would talk about was, you know, is, is if you're going to be a fisherman that likes to get out early, put lights in your kayak. You know, I know that you're, you're kind of scooting around before and you just kind of question whether you should. Um, it's kind of one of the things that people are a little slower to do to, their, to integrate into their kayak. But, man, if you're one of those guys that likes to get out early or, or stay a little bit late, um, it, it could save you, man. Especially we're on Lake of the Ozarks, so we see the worst of the worst here. Um, but make sure you, you know, it's not that expensive to, to put lights on a kayak. Um, get that done because I tell you, that, that, that really will save you at some point because it just makes, makes people be able to see it. Yeah, and you have to think about that when you buy a kayak with a motor. Um, any of those kayaks with a motor, you have to have nav, nav lights up in the front, the red and green lights. Um, but any kayak out on the water before light, you've got to have that white light on. And the biggest thing, it's just a safety thing. It's, it's one way for another boat to notice you on the water where it may be pitch black. There may not be any docks on that lake or anything like that that have lighting. Um, it's just overall safety. 
Absolutely. I think they get to a certain age also where you quit thinking about, well, you got to be legal. And I don't wear my PFD and have lights to be legal. I, I do it be, for safety because it's because I want to make sure that I get back at night and, and that, uh, you know, there's not a problem. That's why I want to make sure that, that uh, our people are doing that too. Kind of jump to the other side of this, the spectrum, you know, me fishing out of a kayak for, for three, four years now, you fishing, you know, multiple years out of a kayak. Um, what are, what are some things that you would suggest someone upgrading or getting their next kayak to keep in mind when they're coming to the, to a kayak shop or looking online or doing research? I would say if you've, if you're stepping up to, you're talking about going to the upgrade, the yeah. next kayak, the first thing I would do is write down the three biggest issues you have with your current kayak. Solve those problems. If that is tracking, uh, if that is storage, whatever it is, um, figure out what kayak's going to solve your problem. Everybody wants to look at this, the next thing that comes out. Whether the NAR, Jackson NAR is an awesome boat. I haven't had it on the water yet, so I can't give you a true definition. Looks awesome. Uh, but I think that that's a big deal, is making sure that it's solving some problems. Um, and if you want to upgrade just to upgrade, that's perfectly fine too. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're actually looking to um, upgrade your, the experience um, and your equipment, then I think that you really need to figure out what it is that you're looking to do with that boat. It's almost the same questions as the first time, but you're trying to figure out what would be better than what I, what, what can I go out in tomorrow that, that actually is better than what I'm in today. Yeah. Maybe it's a, uh, a length issue of your kayak. Maybe it's the stability. Maybe, um, there's not enough tracks on it. Maybe there's not enough, um, you know, overall storage for you. Um, find those things that what are important to you and what are priorities um, on the flip side, I would look at that kayak and say, what did this kayak do the best that I love? Like, what can I not live without on that kayak? Maybe it's the, maybe it's the Hobie, you know, fin drive with the kick up fins. Maybe that you've already have that and you want to go to a 360 where you want to change the way you, you know, pedal that boat. Um, but you know, find the things that you want to fix, but also find the things that you really want to love that you really enjoy and love. And that way you don't get away from that either. Yeah. And I, and I would also look for a, a shop. Like I said, we do demos that will do that. Um, because you know, I, I love brand loyalty. We have a lot of guys that are, you know, loyal old town customers, loyal, uh, feel free, you know, Hobie Jackson, whatever it is that are loyal to that brand. But I would say, try some other boats. We get a lot of guys that do that, that will, We'll get out there and try another boat. And there's just a, a center of gravity issue or a, something where like, man, I really like that boat. Um, and I think it's, all, it's, it's always good to get out there in some other boats. A lot of think, times what we do is we'll go out with three or four guys and just swap boats. And there's, there's a lot of that you can do that you can actually kind of see what fits you better and um, kind of get, you know, fine tune what your next step is. It's hard for us because we walk through here, and if I could take two pieces off of every kayak in here, I could make the baddest kayak on the planet. But <laughs> might look like Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, but there, but there's, there's a, a lot of kayak companies do a lot of things well, and um, you just need to figure out which one's for you. I know for me, the ability to take somebody out on three different kayaks is is huge for me as well. I would love to do that to sit in a Hobie, sit in a Old Old Town, and. And that way, you know, not only I can say, hey, this is what I saw, this is what I felt, this is, you know, what I think, 
But just overall, you can really narrow down, you know, an individual person. And, and hopefully, you know, your kayak shop or, or someone close to you will do a demo with you because that is, that is huge. If you get in a boat and, you know, you've got more money than you plan on spending and all you think about is regret, then it's not going to be fun for anybody. It's not going to be fun for us. It's not going to be fun for you. And that's what it's all about is getting to the water and having a good time. Absolutely. Man, let's talk about, um, you know, we talked about accessories, but um, we'll probably do some reviews on some of our rod holders. Um, you know, we do Yak Attack, Railblazer, we do Yakit. Um, all of them are different styles of, of rod holders. Um, but, I mean, is there a wrong way to go with a rod holder, you think? You know, I don't think there's a wrong way. I think it comes back to body of water again. I think that, um, you know, some of our river guys, they really like the horizontals. Um, you know, you're going under a lot more cover there. Uh, and uh, if you've been kayaking long, you've probably drug a pole out of your rod holder at some point. Um, so, you know, but, you know, I know we have everything from, you know, guys that like all the different formats of the Yak Attack or Railblazer or Scotty um, rod holders. Uh, they're just track mounted. But now with the, you know, the, the black packs and the, uh, different holders like that and the, the, the yak at horizontals and, and some of those other options. Um, I think it really comes back to fine tuning that boat again to you. Um, some guys don't like the horizontal because they feel like it's in the way of their net when they're trying to net fish or, or I love them. I use mine a lot. Um, so I think it just is kind of fine tuning those things to, you know, what you're going to use. I know there's a lot of guys that carry three, four rods. There's a lot of guys that carry eight to 12 rods. So, you know, you may have multiple rod holder, you know, setups. So I think it just really comes down to what kind of angler are you, what kind of angling are you doing, and where are you doing it? Yeah, we'll go through some of our options, whether it's in-store or online, and that way you can kind of get an idea of what is available. Now, I mean, there's plenty of people that have gone out and make their own rod holders, and maybe that's not you. Maybe you just want to buy something, and that way you can throw it on the kayak. It's ready to go. And that way, when you get to the water, it's like it's a no-brainer. It's there. It's ready for you, and it's what you like. Um, but I, I really think, you know, we talk about some of those first things. Um, I don't think, especially if you're fishing, I don't think a rod holder is a bad idea. Not at all. Not at all. I think that there's, you know, I, I would think that your next two steps are going to be that and making sure you have the dry storage you need, whether that's a dry bag or, or storage on your kayak. Um, you know, you can get into further accessories beyond there, but... Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll move forward with those on future shows. But I think those, uh, that's pretty much where you need to be. You need to make sure you have your, uh, you know, after you get your boat, your PFD, your paddle, um, your rod holder situation, and then uh, storage for your tackle. Yeah, guys, like, like always, uh, feel free to reach out to us, whether it's email, call the shop. Um, Travis and I are here, you know, Monday th- or Tuesday through Friday. Uh, I'm here on Saturdays. So we've, we enjoy doing this. It's uh, you know, Travis gives me a hard time all the time because I'm just, you know, starting here. And he's like, can you believe you get paid to do this? And I'm like, <laughs> it's unbelievable some days because I, I love rigging up a kayak. I love hearing what guys are doing to their boat. And, and you know, it sparks interest in me and gets my, my thoughts going and, like, what can I do to mine, you know. But feel free to reach out to us any way you feel, you know, comfortable, whether, you know, it's email or phone call. Um, we're here. We're available. And, you know, we love answering your questions. Absolutely. Two things to keep an eye on. Start watching for our kayak of the week. That will maybe help you with some decisions with uh, weight capacities, lengths, widths, 
um, some things on some kayaks. Those are starting this, this week. So watch us for our kayak of the week and also a good time to get into your first tournament be the Big Bass 250. Pig Bass 250 right here, Lake of the Ozarks. Um, it's going to be a huge turnout. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a great venue, great giveaways. Um, I can't wait to see all that come together. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys. I want everybody to meet anglers from across the country, get to spend some time together, talk about what we love doing. Uh, everybody has a chance to win some really good stuff. Uh, we're really going to try and, and do it up big and, and do something that's for the angler, uh, the kayak angler. Uh, I got a lot of first-timers that are pretty excited about doing it. We'll definitely be going over some rules. That'll be kind of a, a segment that we'll talk about on one of our shows, and uh, we hope to, to see all of you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, the, the coolest part is there's no qualify for this. There's no membership fee. There's no hoops to jump through. You sign up. You've got a chance, just like everyone else, at ten grand for one bass and another ten grand for first place, and you can't beat that. Um, you know, we get everybody signed up and in there. That's that's a huge payout. That's, that that could change somebody's life. Absolutely, absolutely. And there will be several giveaways that, to be honest, could do the same thing. I mean, there's going to be a lot of really cool stuff uh, that we're just giving away uh, as door prizes. There's going to be some some different giveaways that that aren't posted that'll going to be surprise. Um, that people will find out about at the event. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Eco Fishing Shops really got behind it. Uh, and we, we want to make this an event. We don't want to, it's not just a fishing tournament. Um, that's why, you know, we're spending a lot of money on food and the venue and just having a really good time and making it to where people want to come down here annually and just spend some time with a, with a group of like-minded individuals and just, get some get some lines wet well um great place to start when you're buying a kayak uh plenty of options uh like always we're we're more than capable and available to answer any questions you guys might need uh, travis what else anything else you can think of you know that's it we look forward to hearing from anybody and everybody um like jonathan said man we love just to talk the talk and 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 we love the game so you guys give us a call uh if you're rigging up a kayak we do it here all the time uh, so if you need help with anything, feel free to give us a shout at any time. Uh, we love doing it, and and you may teach us a thing or two. So we just love the love the community and, and uh, want anybody and everybody to reach out. Um, you can either do that by phone, email, through social media. But another great way is on our forums. Mm -hmm. um, you can you know start a start a forum chat in there and uh, uh, see who answers the question throughout the entire forum. So yeah, just get a hold of us any way you can. The forum is hooked. The kayaking industry, so same as the podcast, so it's really easy to remember. Um, but like you said, you can literally create any kind of question or thought process. Maybe you want to talk about just fill freeze or just a specific line of boats or, or maybe just motors or propulsion type. All that's available to you. Um, there's, no, there's no membership. There's no fee. There's nothing to get in there. You literally sign up, and that's it. So it's a, it's a huge opportunity, not only for guys that are experienced, but guys that are just getting into it. Um, and kind of, you know, a, a resource for you all. Absolutely. Guys, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. This was episode two. Be back next week with episode three. Let's go.